Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Poisoner's Cabinet. I'm Sinead. And I'm Nick. And this is your weekly podcast exploring the lives of the great poisoners and poisoning cases from across the centuries and creating curious cocktails inspired by the tales that we tell. And it's episode 42. 42. Life, the universe and everything after. Oh, I was just going to say that. You well, you didn't. It. Building up to it. And I snatched it from I was from building it. a building and then you... Oh, no. How are you, Nick? I'm all right. I can't complain. It's December. So uh, December. I'm, I'm quite looking forward to putting the tree up this weekend. <laughs> can we? In the yard. <laughs> okay, request for this week's episode. Um, okay. Can we replace the normal theme music with like that um, really dramatic Carol of the Bells? Oh, the yeah, oh the Carol of the Bells. Oh yes, yes. So we should. I'll try and seamlessly meld that in. This this whole conversation would be pointless because they'll have already heard it by now. But then they'll be going, "What the fuck happened there?" Yeah, I'm. I'm normally I am not festive at all until about a week before Christmas because I'm like, oh these people putting up their lights and this their presents requires it I mean, yeah oh i'm much God. the same i'm sort of like mid-december christmas tree time now i'm going fuck it just get on with it because i need something jolly all the lights have gone up already in my house i was just lights everywhere outside the trees outside my house the house i just threw lights at it for ages i did try to do that wrappy around the lights around the tree trunk thing and it looked awful and then i had to untangle all of it the wrappy the lights around the house thing i thought that's a lot of light <laughs> i just ran and ran and ran i'm in a terrace so i mean it was a long run yeah exactly how does that work <laughs> any poisonings this week uh no <laughs> right i don't believe so christmas oh, is not good. the time for poisoning i feel no it isn't it's, it is, it, it's, for it's, a poirot like kind of christmas country house poisoning yes but we don't have that luxury i do not live in a lovely sort of 1930s art deco sort of country house and it tears me up inside, Nick, every day. Yes, well, indeed. And me. Um, <laughs> so, no. There was a split second where I was like, oh, no, there has been a poisoning this week. And I just realised it's the audiobook I've been listening. Coincidentally, <laughs> has a poison garden in it. Nice. It's called The Turn of the Key. It's very good, actually. It's very good. And, uh, yeah, it's suddenly in the middle of it, there's a poison garden. And I'm like, yes, yes. What specific plants grow there? <laughs> yeah, I was shouting a lot at the audiobook. I can well imagine. Well, you know what we should do before we go any further into December or any of this Christmas talk, Nick? Yeah. We should thank our Patreon subscribers. Thank you indeed. We should indeed. So thank you, delightful, lovely people. Um, uh, Francesca Carendi. Riley Newman and Laura Holly and Libby Norris you're all delightful thank you so much for joining us on this crazy adventure very very sexy very sexy Patreon subscribers we are at 95 we are so close to 100 all you people out there who haven't joined us on Patreon yet are you mad it's so much fun (laughs) Um, but to get to 100 for Christmas would be a truly delightful thing it would be quite amazing Um, I can't believe it 
I can't believe we've gotten this far. We are, oh, we are eternally <laughs> grateful and so, so pleased that so many of you have joined us on this journey. And we, we, we hope you like it. There are loads more episodes on Patreon and all sorts of crazy shit that we've put out. So hopefully you like it. But yeah, join us. Tell us what you think of it. It is but, but $5 a month or £4.50 a month. A butter price of a coffee in your what local... kind of coffee are you drinking i, I, I don't to, to be honest i haven't bought a takeaway coffee for a long time i have no idea how much they are <laughs> no um, i just buy them for you and bring them to you <laughs> pretty much yeah i bring you cocktails every week so stop you complaining this is true this is true i really should <laughs> shut up well nick hello are you ready mm. to drink cocktails and talk about poison Ooh, i think so Oh, we could drink poison and talk about no, cocktails. I'm well on the way for a cocktail. Hooray! Hooray! Yes, good. We'll go with the first one. But, 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 mm-hmm. but, we could be doing both really, couldn't we? <laughs> I was going to raise this point, but you know what? Let's just, <laughs> let's keep the illusion alive. Well, it is Nick's story this week for episode 42, but obviously we can't, we can't, we can't possibly tell a story without a cocktail in hand. And as you God. know, darling listeners, our cocktails are always flavoured with a secret ingredient which is inspired by the tale that we tell. This week's secret ingredient picked by Nick is... 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 Is a, a very apt secret ingredient, I think. Mm-hmm. Is the lovely, delightfully tasty and healthy, good for you, revitalizing, rejuvenating is Belladonna. Belladonna. There's so many questions. Well, so. So this is it. This is the week where we drink poison and talk about cocktails. This is the week. This is officially it. I know for a fact that you have Belladonna seeds (laughs) sitting on your mantelpiece or on your bookshelf. I don't think that matters, actually, quite frankly, where they are, because they're in the bloody drink now, sent to you by the delicious (laughs) Carla Valentine. You have Belladonna in your house. In your house. So excuse me for being nervous about this week's secret ingredient. Well, okay. I do have Belladonna seeds, and I'm very much looking forward to planting them. From my random googling i believe it is best planted in the spring so i have not yet planted them um no you so put them to safe. another use you're safe at the moment at the moment my... i mean this time next year i shall have a belladonna bush <laughs> huge and deadly do they grow into a bush do they i don't know plants shrub tree i don't think anyone's lived to tell so we'll find out <laughs> i'd love the idea that you're gonna have a belladonna bush outside that you tend to each day lovingly yes okay so with belladonna as the goddamn secret ingredient these are the warning signs most of the stories that we tell there are some warning signs along the way if someone asks you to sign over your insurance or it talks about inheritance i'm just getting a big oh there's belladonna in this cocktail by the way i feel like i should stop but you don't <laughs> But you don't, do you? No, You I feel don't. like you should, but you don't. I don't, I don't. I can't help it. Uh, what's that? That's the sign of an addict, isn't it? <laughs> A podcast addict. <laughs> Cocktail addict. <laughs> yeah, well, more to the point, yes. I'm just, there's a little bit of me like, this could kill me. <laughs> but it could be lovely. I've, I've led a good life. That you have. And I've grown weary of it. Uh, I dread to ask, what have you come up with? We have. You, our dear listeners, may be disappointed to learn that I have not ground up the seeds from my belladonna plant and sprinkled them liberally into the drink as i was tempted to do well i think they're probably relieved because then the podcast can go on but it could have gone on with me i will say again i think they're relieved (laughs) this week we have the belladonna daiquiri Ooh, okay oh relief the relief floods over me (laughs) belladonna daiquiri so fair play to you nick and it sounds delicious well indeed i'm intrigued because it's one i had come across under previous research but also one that was mentioned on instagram as well and i put the two things together i thought this is the week for such a cocktail so here we are well i'm very excited to hear the story and to taste this cocktail now as ever because we are still in isolation in england tier three god damn it nick and i are recording this remotely but he has as ever delivered a little bottle of cocktails for me so we're both going to go into our isolation kitchens and shake up a storm so we'll see you in a minute let's see you in a bit And we're back. Hello. So, Nick, Bella Donna Deck. 
It is looking very pretty. Very nice. It's another rust-coloured one. It is another. There have been a lot of rust-coloured ones recently. I need to branch out into their more flamboyant (laughs) colours, I feel. Um, I want some blue cocktails and things. Yeah, we haven't really had flamboyant cocktails on here. There are are many things that you can do with coloured things. But you know what? A good brown cocktail often is... uh, doesn't. We've rarely gone wrong with brown ones. Um, (laughs) Okay, I'm going to leave that there. So talk us through it. No, you know the rules now. Oh, for God's sake. We've changed the rules. So I'm not allowed to know what's in it. I have to taste it first. You we used to, to like to talk it through. Well, we'll talk it through afterwards. Okay, fine. So what I do know is that there is a cinnamon sugar rim, which I have taken your direction and dusted the glass with. Yes, indeed. So, I. Okay, I. so. What what do you smell? Oh, ooh, int- oh I've got a cold. What, so. what aromas <laughs> do you get? Ooh. There must be one thing in there that you can pick up. Um, I'm thinking almonds. Yes. Yay. So what could that be? Cyanide. Cyanide. It's Oh, there's no belladonna in it. Fuck tons of cyanide. That's fine. Oh, God. Just drink it. Okay. Well, I love almonds, so I'm going to dive in and go for it. Okay. Okay. Cheers, 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 cheers. Ooh. I like that. Oh, that's a fruity delight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That really yeah. I'm really pleasantly God surprised. God damn it, that. that's good. Oh, another roaring success. We've mm. not had a bad one. People are probably disappointed. I think some people do tune in waiting for me just to have the same reaction as I did with the Golden Cadillac. We, we haven't had chartreuse in quite some time, so that is bound to make a resurgence soon. Oh, that is nice. The cinnamon sugar is nice. Doesn't add too much. But talk us through it, Nick. What has I just put in my mouth? So as you would expect from uh, anything called a daiquiri, it has a base of rum. Hooray! But this time we have a dark rum. Yay. Rather than the light rum you would usually get in a, a normal daiquiri. Amaretto, lemon juice, yeah. and a splash of sugar. That's it. Is that it? That's it. It's delicious. And it works surprisingly well. The amaretto, really I thought the does. amaretto would, might be slightly overpowering. You can smell it. It's quite strong in its smell. But in yeah. the taste, it's not overpowering at all. So amaretto actually has um, apricots in it, hasn't it? Apricot kernels. Does it? Bizarrely. It's got a weird that. thing that it's actually apricot kernels. Or, so, or someone maybe shouted that to me when I was drunk. and Or they were drunk. And therefore it must be true. Yeah, Did you learn about it on Wikipedia? Uh, yes. The two the two drink weird facts I know are that, that amaretto, someone was very fervently saying, no, it's apricot kernels in amaretto. And then Dr. Pepper has almonds in it. You know what? I've never had a Dr. Pepper in my life. Wow. Have you not? No. Ooh, it was all the rage back in my day. <laughs> That's because you're so desperately old. Uh, so mm. desperately old. Oh, I don't mind a Dr. It's very, very sweet, but it's got um, it's got almond flavouring to it. Again, oh, someone has told me this. I've never looked it up. It's one of the facts <laughs> I've just assumed is true. The Isle of Wight is attached to the mainland of UK by a big chain. My sister told me that. (laughs) A a trusting person, aren't you? I just drank a goddamn Belladonna cocktail, Nick. I think we've established my trust levels are high, but that is delicious. Simple, simple. Yeah, good. Simple, classic. Like it. Recipe will be out later on today, so I would very much recommend give it a go and it's not it's not got anything desperately weird that people might not have at home so yep. it's perfectly perfectly doable from a home bar so go for it well worth a try simple recipe done beautifully is there any reason of why it's called a belladonna daiquiri you know what i was thinking that not a clue um, <laughs> no no reason that i can see i mean as far as i'm aware belladonna does not have an almondy new no, aroma no or anything that's more of a cyanide thing um nor does it have a rummy um aroma um or even a lemony one so so one of two things has happened here someone has either gotten confused when they named it thinking belladonna taste of almonds no it doesn't that's cyanide so well almonds taste of cyanide and they just went with it or it's so delicious it will make your eyes wide and beautiful with the drunkenness well there is that perhaps that is the way perhaps two or three of these and your eyes just go oh the world is a beautiful place Um, (laughs) and you are opened with wonder maybe that is the truth (laughs) wide-eyed with wonder or it's some sort of desperately cynical marketing ploy could well be yeah it worked i made it (laughs) it worked you made it (laughs) (laughs) that's what the person had in mind when they invented it belladonna daiquiri roaring success guys definitely make one of those because you must have the ingredients in house and we have them firmly in our hand as i ask is it time for a story nick it's time for a story ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How did get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So as we've said, it is me again for this week's tale of deadly shenanigans. But this week we have the story of Dr. Robert Buchanan. Ooh. Yet another physician gone to the dark side. <laughs> Robert Buchanan, born in Nova Scotia in Canada in 1862. Ooh, Canada, like it. So Canada, yes indeed. But in 1866, he moves with his wife and young daughter to New York City. What was wrong with Nova Scotia? It's nice. He's going to make his fortune. Um, he's going to set up his new practice. And of course, he is going to make um, absolute mint, becoming a doctor to the fancy society folks throughout the city to the stars he's gonna make it absolutely <laughs> did he have any clients sort of lined up or is he just equivalent of an ingenue going to la just going <laughs> i'm gonna walk the streets and be and be picked up by all the hollywood producers all the new york stars are gonna go yes that's what i want for my doctor well i mean thankfully he had a slight advantage on those ingenue types that he was actually a trained medical doctor <laughs> He didn't just rock up going, I'm going to be a doctor, but have you training? No, but I believe I can. <laughs> so thankfully he was actually a doctor and he actually just quickly gained a reputation as a, a very well-respected and a very capable doctor. And he does indeed develop these connections with society circles that he was aiming for and makes great friends amongst these people. But... There's always a but with these There's things. There's always a but. Now, being a doctor, as, as respected as it is, it's not a hugely well-paid position. You're, you're not bringing in an absolute fortune. No. But he was mixing in circles way beyond him. Oh. And he was trying to keep up with his clients and people who he believed were his friends who were miles above him in in yeah. social social standing the impression that i always get in america maybe it's different at that time is that a doctor is quite a good profession to have because if you're a private doctor you, you're on a damn good salary because of the private health care thing over there that there's no there's no public health care whereas in england if you're a doctor it's just you're out saving lives and here's a potato once a month <laughs> i mean it certainly it is a most respectable and if he was content with that sort of i mean a very comfortable sort of middle class sort of um lifestyle yeah. he would have been absolutely fine but he was always aiming for higher there's no plastic surgeons at that time no there, indeed you know? absolutely so he's, he's always <laughs> <Those> rudimentary ones <laughs> <laughs> yeah mm, terrible ones but he believes he belongs in this sort of rarefied world of of society this sort of these efforts to keep up with the joneses as it were those bastards <laughs> keep this outward appearance of confidence and belonging in that world 
become incredibly stressful mm. and hard to maintain. And as does happen, he turns to the bottle to help him get through it. To relieve those stresses, he turns to the drink. Oh, to the drink. Which is... Not to the, another couple called the bottles. Oh, no. Because no. the Joneses are being bitches. <laughs> Not to the bottles, but to <laughs> the bottle. And his drinking becomes a, a real problem. A real problem for him. Arguments at home with his wife. His wife is still at home with a young daughter. The more he drinks, the more frequent the arguments and the frustrations become at home. And he spends more and more time away away from home away from his wife back in his practice if he's drunk there as well that's not going to help either it's it's not ideal it's not ideal no he might forget what kind of doctor he is <laughs> i mean now you're imagine yourself close your eyes imagine imagine okay you're a okay. I, i'm doing it i'm, I'm glad, doing it. I'm glad you're a successful doctor in <gasps> new york city <gasps> you you aren't loaded you aren't rich but you're <laughs> you're very comfortable you mm-hmm. have a bit of cash in your pocket you can afford to splash out on a few bits and pieces ideal you're, life great yeah but you're having more and more arguments with your wife not nah, that bitch home life is becoming more fractious <sighs> and just difficult she will not stop putting up christmas decorations it's just <laughs> I, I can't really deal with this right now where where do you end up where do you go in this situation you've got a bit of money in your pocket um where do where do you find yourself ending up? <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to go with either uh, the most fabulous cocktail bar in the city or a brothel <laughs> or a combination of the two. Combination of the two, combination <laughs> of the two. Yeah, and you would in fact. Yay! Right. <laughs> <laughs> he, he could have gone and stayed with a friend checked into a yes. hotel stayed in his office or anything like that but where is the fun in that <laughs> exactly where... <laughs> if you're going to be kicked out of home where are you going to say oh come and stay in this nice comfortable hotel uh, I'd rather go and stay in this brothel with the cocktails and the hookers <laughs> uh, well, exactly. I mean, at this time there is no shortage of brothels <laughs> in New York City it's a wonderful time yes. every office comes with a brothel of choice <laughs> different venue every night I am picturing the brothels as proper kind of speakeasy burlesque style with, oh, with a beautiful sure. opulence and, and all the ostrich feathers and like cages of people dancing which which is sounds great i'm I'm not picturing probably the horrible grubby back streets of sadness and depression (laughs) see you're right in my mind there's lots of red velvet curtains going on (laughs) and voluptuous beautiful well-fed women (laughs) big dresses and things like that it looks fantastic it's the moulin rouge (laughs) that's it it's not just a sad terrible (laughs) hotel no no let's go to the fluffy lovely redness so it's the fluffy lovely place but in one of these establishments that he frequents, he meets Anna Sutherland. Not Satine. Not Satine, unfortunately. Not Satine. Now, I don't know exactly what services she was able to provide to Dr. Buchanan, but he was soon quite besotted. Absolutely obsessed. Ooh. Head over heels. We're all thinking it. Mm. <laughs> Anna <laughs> is no mere working girl, though. Oh, okay. That would not have been good enough for Dr. Buchanan, uh, for Dr. Buchanan's ego, really. Anna was, in fact, the brothel madam. Ooh. Um, She ran the establishment. Oh, oh, yes. Um, She was was senior. Senior. She was senior, absolutely. And that fits in very well with his... This is the sort of person that I should be with. None of these sort of mere prostitutes. No, no, no. But I am with the madam. I'm very fancy. You have standards in the level of prostitutes. Exactly. He has standards. Now, Buchanan's wife seemingly knows nothing of these carryings on um, and his extracurricular activities. And it comes as a complete shock to her when in 1890 he files for divorce. From his wife. Now, divorce is still quite the taboo subject Mm. at this time. And it certainly causes quite the scandal. A a professional man divorcing his wife for no reason other than he has fallen in love with a prostitute. That's 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 a reason. It is. It is a reason. It's not one that his his friends and his clients in the society, the circles that he's aiming for, particularly willing to accept does he admit this or is he i don't he doesn't openly admit it it is widely talked about uh, right but not he he does not come out and say this is the why i'm doing it because <laughs> i fall in love with a prostitute because that probably wouldn't go down too well it wouldn't be very good if he was in his practice and he said i'm leaving my wife for a prostitute could i just have my leg examined please just <laughs> i don't need to know your life story yeah oh i suppose if it's gossiped about and he's just sort of it's yeah, a, a, a open lot secret. of gossip oh, the scandal and it does is exactly it causes scandal now even if people could vaguely bring themselves to accept divorce the the rumors 
around the reasons why are hugely damaging to Mm. his reputation and his medical practice Mm. even so he does not seem to blink an eyelid this is absolute i can accept this um and within a year he has married anna wow that's a bold move it's a bold move and they move into an apartment on west 11th street on one hand modern modern perception yes that that's nice also at the time mm-hmm. wow okay fair enough yeah he he tries to hide this marriage by claiming that she's actually only his housekeeper um <laughs> living there but people people are not buying this in the in the slightest she's still wearing the burlesque outfit and she's dang- <laughs> she's da- dusting while dangling from a hoop well to make matters worse uh, she doesn't do any of that he in fact uh, makes her the receptionist at his <laughs> medical practice <laughs> This does not go down well. But, but surely she can speak. I mean, she's not an idiot. She's, she, no, she's not an idiot. Far from it. Ooh. She's a very confident, forthright, strong woman. So Absolutely. it's more the perceptions of people coming in and they're meeting Precisely. Him. She is a brothel madam from New Jersey. Oh, you didn't say anything about New Jersey. <laughs> oh, man. She is not used to dealing with the type of people who are coming to Buchanan's <laughs> clinic. This the sort of more refined clientele. She is. She's loud and she's vulgar. She's crude. And she certainly does not endear herself to the patients at all. And these patients are leaving in ever-increasing numbers, going, I cannot be dealing with this. Now, with the ever-dwindling patient list, combined with his expensive tastes, Buchanan knows he's in trouble. Money from the surgery is so slim and so infrequent now that they come to rely on Anna's savings and she is certainly in a better position than he is she has built herself a bit of a nest egg over the years she's an incredibly shrewd clever businesswoman by the sounds of it she's she's saved up some money she owns property in New Jersey she's quite comfortable really and Mm. this does not go unnoticed by her poor doctor husband and he actually takes out a fifty thousand dollar life insurance policy on her oh. and, and makes himself the sole beneficiary oh that's not a good sign never a good indication in these in these cases but she's earning the money she's bringing the money in they're they're pretty much living off her savings if anything anything were to happen to her he would be entirely bereft he would be homeless so a life insurance policy is a sound precaution, surely. <sighs> Mr. Oh, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to ingratiate myself with society. I'm going to marry. I'm going to give a prostitute a job. Yes, I'm going to marry her and I love her and she can settle the business. She's got the money. She's been the savvy yeah. businesswoman. He's been Absolutely. walking around the streets going, I be a doctor. Come see me. I don't know why he's got a West Country accent, but still, let's go with it. And he's done a shit job at his his business, and he's living now. He's now living off her money. He's living very much <sighs> with with her money. Now, I I do not know what sort of slightly deluded expectations Buchanan has when he embarked upon this new life with with Anna. When he was a paying client in the brothels, no doubt it had been an amazingly sexy, jolly time with this woman who was strong and confident crude but that's quite fun and being paid being paid so much better than this like mousy little wife at home and then he he must have thought i know i can have this if i marry her i can have this 24 hours a day seven days a week non-stop shagging for life and i won't have to pay a cent it's a win all round oh for god's sake oh yeah oh i've never had a lover like you before tell me more about your business plans and your briefcase oh i'm so fascinated your hours up <laughs> pretty much <laughs> unsurprisingly this fantasy is not quite living up to reality. <laughs> oh, the woman has hopes and dreams and ideas of her own and doesn't want to hear about him 24-7. I mean, such thing is unthinkable, surely. <laughs> These two, they fight endlessly. He is mm. humiliated and embarrassed by her behaviour at the surgery and stuff like that. She is there going, you married me. You what? knew exactly what you were getting into. What the fuck is your problem? Damn Arguments straight. abound. Yeah. She threatens to leave, but he realises that if she does he's fucked he is absolutely screwed but it doesn't stop him frequently telling friends that she is an unbearable old hag and that she has to go somehow she has to go as we said a a divorce will be messy public and probably leave him worse off financially than he already was he needs her money what other options could there be i'm sensing one (laughs) i'm sensing it's like that slow truck coming over the hill you know it's coming towards (laughs) you you know it's gonna get here i'm thinking maybe something poison related right hold that thought (laughs) 
I shall. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Off we go. Earlier that year, a medical student, Carlisle Harris, had been convicted of killing his wife with morphine. It was Ooh. it was shown that she had the telltale pinpointing of the pupils uh, which was a side effect of morphine overdose and he was convicted and sentenced to death now throughout this trial which was heavily publicized buchanan has discussed this case frequently with acquaintances and friends and, and pretty much anyone who would listen to him in the pub he refers to harris as a stupid amateur a bungling fool he proudly boasts that he knew exactly how to eliminate those giveaway tiny pupils when taking or giving morphine if harris had... no oh no 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 if... Uh, okay go on <laughs> if, harris, if harris had simply applied a drop of atropine into his oh! victim's eyes the dilation caused would have completely returned the pupils back to normal and no one would have been any the wiser. Oh, there's so many things wrong with that! <laughs> and where do we yay. get atropine from? Belladonna! From Belladonna. Belladonna, to make the eyes more beautiful. It is, Belladonna, chuck that in the eyes, big pupils. D- no! There would be very, very obvious other signs of morphine overdose if someone was looking at it properly. Maybe he's basing it on the fact that people aren't really looking for morphine overdoses. Uh, but, uh, but just, oh, give her a morphine overdose. Just top it up with more drugs in the eyes. It works. It does the trick and a plan <laughs> begins to form. Such a cunning plan. Such a cunning plan that you tell all of your mates in the past. <laughs> just tell them make sure you tell everybody it's the logic in people's heads like i have to make sure that people know that i understand things i am the cleverest in the room i'm the cleverest in the room also my wife will soon die (laughs) oh tell me more the days the days before anna's death buchanan begins to prepare his cover story he tells his friend that she is so very sick she's so very unwell um she might die you know she might please let him have said it like that she might die she might she might, she might. other eyewitnesses later countered this claim and and said no she was fine she was absolutely fine um we went for coffee it was she was quite fine um <laughs> On the 26th of April, 1892, after eating breakfast, Anna suddenly developed such a severe headache that she was unable to stand. The doctor is sent for and Dr. McKinter arrives shortly after. But upon a no doubt very detailed, thorough examination, um, he concludes that she was suffering from hysteria. What? It's, well, it's woman's problems, you know, woman's problems. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, is it, are they saying hysteria in that kind I, of way? I yeah, believe... Just basically making his hand gesture around her womb exactly. and going, hysteria. It's a, it's a that sort of area thing going it's on there. Just, there's a woman's thing. I don't know what it is. There's no way of knowing what women's no. things are going on all the time. None of that. We don't you know what's going on. may as well have just walked in and just gone, period, and then walked out. <laughs> He prescribes oh, one teaspoon of bromide of sodium every two hours, which is a mild sedative. In water, <laughs> um, have a nice sleep, you'll be fine. He returns at 2pm. Her symptoms are so much worse. So he added <laughs> two drachms of a chlorohydrate, a stronger sedative, to the teaspoon that she was due to take. So let's knock her what? out even more. Just, but what? What doctor is this? This is the one that doesn't have time to deal with women's problems. <laughs> Oh, yeah, she's got hysteria. Just knock her out. Just knock her out. Put her to sleep until she stops complaining. Pretty much. That's it. Make her sleep until her period goes away. Yep. Just after 3pm that day, uh, Mrs. Brockway, one of Anna's friends, visits and sees Buchanan giving Anna two teaspoons of something. Now, this sort of quite seemingly insignificant detail is actually later hmm. remarked upon in court when Mrs. Brockway says... There were definitely two teaspoons. Dr. McKinter says, well, I only prescribed one teaspoon. Something very awry going on there. Buchanan claims that my spoon is smaller than everyone else's. Therefore, I must have two. They say he carved it himself from a bigger spoon. Yes. He has tiny, tiny spoons. He was using a salt cellar spoon. He was just dishing it out like that. Oh, I love the idea that a trial comes down to what size spoon Spoon. was there? It was proved that he has exactly the same size spoon (laughs) as everyone else. 
They brought the spoons to court. They did. The they brought spoons the spoons. Had to testify. It was someone saying, "With the smaller spoon." No, he needed a bigger <laughs> spoon. She had two spoons. Another lawyer was saying there was fucking poison on it. Why would no one address this? After taking these, however many spoonfuls, um, <laughs> from Buchanan. Anna was said to have immediately grimaced in pain and reached out for some oranges that were on her bedstand in in effort to sort of take away the bitter taste that was in her Mm. mouth. Now, we could have had oranges as a secret ingredient. Yeah, I was going to say. Where's the fun in that? Um, <laughs> I'm sure there's oranges elsewhere in other stories, so let's save that. <laughs> Quite but yeah, give me the poison. Within 15 minutes, she has fallen into a deep, deep sleep from which she never wakes up. You mean death? Not yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> At the moment, she's asleep. It's called a coma. <laughs> Later on that day, she's still asleep. But a nurse notices Buchanan bent over Anna and apparently dropping something into her eyes. No! Is it a tiny, tiny teaspoon? <laughs> it's a tiny teaspoon. <laughs> is, is he using the tiny teaspoon to drop the belladonna <laughs> into her eyes? When Dr. McIntyre returns later that evening to check on his patient, he returns with another physician, and they note the now unconscious Anna um, was breathing <laughs> incredibly slowly, um, mm. but her pulse is racing. Um, her face is flushed uh, her skin is hot and dry but the pupils are quite normal both doctors believe that she's actually had a stroke they conclude that she's actually actually suffered from a stroke and they think well i'm really sorry if she has at the time not much we can do if she regains consciousness then we'll see what we can do she dies the next day (laughs) sorry i don't I don't know why I found that so funny with the dogs going, why well, she regains consciousness the next day. We'll see what we can do. She dies the next day. Well, there we are. Well, we tried. <laughs> we tried by waiting to see if she died. Pretty much. Pretty much. No. I love doctors back then, but still doctors, the greatest poison of them all. <laughs> <gasps> On the day of Anna's death, Dr. Buchanan tells a friend, Providence was smiling upon him. Immediately after the funeral, he goes on a pub crawl with his mates. What? Which, while perhaps not the done thing, he is a grief-stricken man in deep mourning for his beloved wife. You could not deny him a drink or two to ease the pain, to ease his suffering. Mm. Though, throughout the festivities, they were perhaps slightly too cheerful in their celebrations. What were they doing? Buchanan was generally gleefully discussing how much he had inherited from his wife um, and how he was going to spend the money that was the main topic of conversation which is generally not so good he was going to get a collection of bigger spoons from the life insurance policy Mm. he got fifty thousand dollars as well as her property and her savings yeah he ended up with about 1.2 million dollars in today's money about 1.2 million good god huge sums of cash and if you're shouting about that at the wake sorry it's and especially if it's something that's coming through on life insurance they're going to raise eyebrows well you would think after Mm. a few days buchanan goes back to nova scotia he goes back to his suddenly he goes back to his family he needs to clear such painful memories you to go back it's where he has no doubt has family and only three weeks later three weeks after his wife's death he remarries his first wife oh fuck off why on earth she has taken him back after the humiliation he's put her through uh, i have no what? idea but oh for, oh, for god's sake they have they have a daughter together does that make any Ugh. difference that, that he apparently abandoned. Well, that, yeah, well, precisely. And she, after the divorce, went back to Nova Scotia to escape gossiping and the rumours that were... What goes through the head? Oh. But she takes him back after all this time. After they remarried, he they, in fact, returned to New York. He still has a, a semblance of a practice there, although minimal. But he How? Has, and How? He, well, what he also as well has, he has Anna's property in in new jersey while he's there he discovers that ike white a reporter has been looking into the details of anna's death he has heard about buchanan's boasts after the carlisle harris trial and about the furious rows between the couple ike it seems is actually quite the bar hopper himself he goes from place to place trying to pick up stories pick up gossip and rumors (laughs) and things like that and it pays off and he hears about buchanan and what he's been saying and the situation he digs up a huge amount of dirt and gossip 
mainly surrounding the death and he is actually able to pressure the authorities into looking into Anna's death it had initially just been taken as a natural causes a stroke as Dr McKinter says but Ike is able to say no this needs investigating and very reluctantly the authorities decide to do it and they exhume Anna's body for a autopsy good for him well indeed he's he's sticking there probably writing stories obviously in his papers and things like that yeah fair and, enough well absolutely he's investigative reporting that's exactly you gotta what think, he's doing you've got to think maybe the paper actually pays for the autopsy potentially so the autopsy shows more than enough morphine in her remains to Ooh. have killed several times over oh um, <laughs> they, they also find evidence of atropine hey as we said, a drug from the Belladonna family that dilutes pupils and increases heart rate, um, explaining her symptoms when on when she was lying unconscious. It wasn't just the ardour that she felt for her husband with a wide eyes and a fluttering heart. <laughs> the autopsy also reveals that she has not suffered a stroke, nor has any other disease that would have accounted for her death. Buchanan is arrested and charged with murder. But there is no direct evidence connecting Buchanan with the murder. There's these plenty of witnesses or witness statements about things they've heard, Mm, mm. um, about gossip that's been overheard, how Buchanan has described how he would get away with the murder by using atropine, but no physical evidence connecting him to these things. At trial, Buchanan attempts to blind the jury with science. (laughs) He attempts to really outsmart everyone and make him sound like the cleverest man in the country, really, not let alone the room. And the human body is made up with various veins of this and the femur, the head bones connected to the neck bone <laughs> neck bones going to maybe not that <laughs> it, could, it could it could well it could well have been <laughs> he just sang that um, for six hours <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it started getting quite technical and quite involved mm. and the prosecution feared that we're actually going to lose the jury soon if we get too bogged down in the minutiae of science and chemistry yeah. the jury are just every layman from but they're yeah, trying to, but that, the it's, it's a common tactic, is it, to, to, to bamboozle them exactly. with the science and with the technicality so they get so bored and they, they, they just become blind. Precisely, and the prosecution think is this is exactly what they're, they're doing. Yeah, really bamboozle, exactly the right word for it. So they just switch off and just don't take any of it in. The mm. prosecution decide that a, a demonstration is required on how this murder could have taken place. They needed something really powerful to convince the jury. Now, this is the point of the story that i think is probably going to upset the most people at all oh <laughs> the, the, but, death, but, the death the no. death of the the brothel madam that that is not concerning at this point what they bring in a stray cat to the courtroom no shut up see i told you they inject the cat but that what no, what no oh 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 no i was gonna say were they gonna bring in a cat that was also a prostitute no no they, <laughs> the they stray bring... cat that had been walking the streets and knew all because it was wise no please please let it be that story the, the cat unfortunately does not come off quite as well in the true version of events they bring in this cat um and they inject the animal with a lethal dose of morphine as the judge, jury, lawyers and all the spectators in the courtroom watch on, they, the prosecution, the, the expert witness from the prosecution drops atropine onto the cat's eyes and they watch as the pupils constrict and return to a normal size after being pinpointed by the morphine. Now this, unsurprisingly, this demonstration makes a huge impact on everyone in the room. Um, to what Christ. they have just witnessed they know nope, nope. that this this method that that buchanan has propounded in his bars and things like that they know it works they have seen it with their own eyes this method gets rid of those telltale signs of morphine okay it's pretty pretty grim uh, yeah we'll come back to it at the end i can't <laughs> i can't i can't say anything right now i just i just can't i just i, uh, I, I know it's <laughs> I'm going to have to come back to this at the end because there's many flaws in what I'm going to say, but still. (laughs) The defence is still incredibly vigorous in their denials of guilt. They are still going, well, how do you know that Buchanan is the man that did this? That that's how it could happen, but he has not been the hand. Exactly. Many in the court actually think that Buchanan might get acquitted. Mm. Um, They actually think that perhaps he will actually get away with this until until he decides to take the stand himself 
He is going to defend his own <laughs> honour. He is going to rebuff these malicious accusations. Yes. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yum, 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 yum. Everyone knows an arrogant doctor back in the day going, I think I can style this shit out. Exactly. We would just be at the back of the court going, oh, please, please let this happen. Oh, please (laughs) let this happen. Oh, lay it on me, Nick. This, of course, goes terribly wrong. Dr. Buchanan comes across as a whiny, self-obsessed, arrogant, uh, evasive man, witness. Um, The prosecution trap him in lie after lie and contradiction after contradiction. In his giving evidence, he does just as much to convict himself than anything the prosecution could have thrown at him. He has convinced everyone, without any doubt, that he is utterly guilty and a complete, (laughs) utter bastard. (laughs) From his testimony, he has damned himself entirely. Defence were like, no, we have a good thing. Sit down, we're winning. (laughs) If he had sat down and shut up, he may have got away with it. Clear arrogance of someone. We've seen this before in other cases where you've got, unfortunately, it's doctors a lot of the time where they think they are playing God and they just genuinely think that their approach mm. to everything will get them through. That's and, and if they speak to me, I can reason this. Because if the guy has been in the pub shouting about how he's going to poison his wife, then he obviously thinks he can convince a jury. Yeah, and it does not, not. It does not go well. Um, he is guilty as charged. The jury take no time whatsoever to come back with that. With his guilt decided, he faces a mandatory death sentence. It's nothing else the judge can do. It's death. He is transferred to Sing Sing Prison. None of his appeals work. His lawyers even reach out to the British ambassador. As, as a Canadian, <laughs> he is a British subject at the time. Um, and they say that the ambassador should intercede on his behalf. The ambassador goes, no, no, no. I'm not getting in the middle of this one. <laughs> no, please, I, I have, have too many for exactly. Russia to work through. I'd- <laughs> he may well have been a British subject, but he's in America. He's broken American laws and he should face American justice. And mm-hmm. he does. Dr. Robert Buchanan was sent to the electric chair on the 2nd of July, 1895. One of the only things the papers have to say is that the execution was the most efficient and simple in Sing Sing's history. <laughs> Do they say why? No, just, just, it was quick, oh, effective, to the point, done. <laughs> and one of the things that I, slight side note, that I learned from re- from researching this story yeah. is that the, the chap who was actually tasked with throwing the switch on the electric chair mm-hmm. was known as the state electrician yes <laughs> i did i didn't know that i did, didn't know that i the thought that's brilliant electrician uh, the story of robert buchanan and the arrogance of doctors yay oh good story god another another doctor just trying to style it out the whole time yeah yeah, so a couple of things. Couple, I have, I have notes. I, I, I have, I have I, notes. I'm quite sure that you do. <laughs> I suppose the first thing is that Jesus, the way the way he treated his wives. Oh, dreadful! Marrying, then going out to prostitutes, going out to brothels, marrying someone who flatters you the whole time, and then complaining about her background where you set her up as a receptionist, where you're clearly trying to get her to work for you for free while living off her. God damn it! God damn it to hell! Yes, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna have to bring up the cat. It's, it's, it was a, it was a shock when I read it. I must admit, I thought the rest of the story, I can twist that into something a bit silly and a bit jovial, maybe. But that was like, oh shit! <laughs> if you want to test if it's going to kill a human, bring a human into the court because a cat is not a human being. Don't put poison in it and go, it's the same as if you killed a human because it's not going to work out that way. I'd, I'm, mm, I'm very upset. Very upset, Nick. It's it's not a good thing. It's not a good no. thing. But that does show the hypocrisy of what we do. Well, it does. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. That woman, A woman has lost her life yeah. um, and has been murdered in painful and upsetting <laughs> circumstances. And we're more concerned about the cat. 
and it does show that yeah have we got really our priorities slightly wrong 100 um. percent. there's a lot of people out there i think a lot of people who listen to these podcasts and many of our fans listen to true crime podcasts where they listen to murder and the most horrific killings aside from poison but if one goddamn animal dies no absolutely yeah it's a it's a strange it's a strange quirk of humanity that we seem... it's it's I, I suppose it's the it's the death of innocence or something that can't can't defend itself i think that yes, that is that, yes. the malicious the malicious killing of something and it's usually it's usually a sign of psychopathy to hurt an animal so anyone who could in a group if you the, the feeling that if you can hurt an animal in front of a group of consenting adults that's not that's not a good thing i don't like it no, no matter what you're doing it in the name of yeah loads of our listeners just going oh yeah he had to kill his wife oh he put the poison in there the cat no turning it off right now <laughs> <laughs> so i may have lost us a million subscribers i don't know <laughs> we do not condone that shit well love that story what do you think people what do you think about robert buchanan what do you think about his wife his wife took him back his yeah him why back. why would you do that was she in on it was she in on it well there is so little written there was nothing written about her apart from yeah they were married they got divorced they married again um i don't even know what her name was it may be too agatha christie but you know maybe she fucking did maybe she was in on it so go marry a prostitute probably more like yes they they have a daughter together she's gonna find Mm. it incredibly difficult to remarry with a she's a divorced woman with a daughter um, yeah. in that day he rocks age. up with 50 grand yeah. yeah he rocks up going i'm so desperately sorry will you take me back maybe at the best you could get what do you think people do you think robert was a dick <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's, going that's with the that. only option there is <laughs> what do you think of the story is this one you've heard before is it just more confirmation that all doctors are evil up until a certain point in the 20th century and then they became great <laughs> Tell us what, if you're a doctor, tell us what you think. And remember, love it to hit 100 Patreons this year, if we can. Yay! So please, if you haven't joined us on Patreon, do come and see what you think. If it's not for you, leave. No hard feelings. See what you think. If you like it, stick with us. It'd be great to see you there. On Friday, we will have our recipe out for our cocktail. I think it is very highly recommended. The Belladonna Daiquiri. Give it a go. Let us know what you think. It's an outstanding cocktail. I've had two of them and I'm drunk. I'm not going to lie, people. You could be like me right now. (laughs) Really do try it. Send us more suggestions of cases that you want to hear, of cocktails you want us to make. We'll we'll figure them in somehow. Come and find us on Patreon. Come and find our merch store as well. Christmas is coming up. So it's the perfect time to send yourself, or you know what, send each other. All the other people (laughs) who are fans of Poisonous Cabinet. If you don't know each other, send each other a gift. Why not? Treat yourself to a t-shirt or a phone case or a mug. Everyone loves a good mug. Everyone loves a mug. Thanks for listening, guys. We have been the people inside the Poisoner's Cabinet. We will see you next week. And remember, your loved ones are trying to kill you.